0: Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week, we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Good day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and I'm with Zulon International Bible Institute, and we're going to talk some more about questions about heaven. And in here, as you may know if you've been following our podcasts, I try to get as strong into scriptural backing, following the scriptures in context on the questions you might have about heaven and seeing what the Bible tells us. And so let's get right into it, and we're continuing the mini-series about the most responded-to TikTok videos and the questions that I answered on there. Now, if you go to TikTok under Doctor Zockel, D R Z O C K O L L, then you're going to find one-minute videos. I keep them all to sixty seconds because, well, really, I just feel that uh, that's that's pretty much what keeps the interest up the most. Sixty-second long, sixty-second answers of questions in heaven. Now, I may do a day of research or even more than that on each one-minute video. And so I you know, don't want you to know that we just throw them out, and I try to limit opinion as much as possible. We want to get to the Scripture. See, here's the thing. When we get going into our talk about uh, heaven, and we discuss these things, this helps us all, you and I, realize how exciting our eternal future is. And there are a lot of people that really could use some hope. They could use some encouragement in their life. They've been persecuted as Christians, as believers. They get discouraged. Sometimes we feel that God is not answering us right away. We see that we we feel like we're going into a a dead end or a dark alley. And then suddenly the glimmer of hope comes when we start seeing the truths about the scripture. It takes you to Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. And may I agree with the writing here that we set our heart on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. God is saying, look up, look up. Listen, if you will change your vision to be heavenly, heavenward, you're going to find a lot of encouragement. And as we talked about before, in Romans, it says, I, you know, I can imagine that these things of the world are nothing compared to the glory that is set for us. And so, I want you to think about that. And as verse 2 said, that we don't have to worry about earthly things. They will pass. They will fade. And if you are just seeking to be more popular, there will always be somebody more popular than you. You're seeking to be the smartest one. There will all be somebody smarter than you, rich. There will be somebody richer than you. But the untold riches of heaven, in which we're encouraged in Matthew chapter 6, to lay up our treasures in heaven, well, those are eternal. The love, many times we seek for Uh, a a temporal love down here in many, many shorthanded ways, but the love that we will receive in heaven from God the Father is eternal. And you can get a good example of what that love is like in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Love is not self-seeking. Love endures all. Love is eternal. Love reaches out. Love does not shame. It's just an amazing list describing What love is like. And I'll remind you, the last verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, Now, there remain three great things in this life. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Now, why is that? Because in heaven, you don't have to have faith anymore. The object of your faith, Jesus Christ is right there, embracing you, bringing everybody together, like it says in Ephesians chapter 1, bringing all together as if it's one massive hug, one gathering of the family. So you don't need to have faith. You don't need to have hope because everything you've hoped for is there. I mean, you have friendships, you've got food without gaining any weight, you have all kinds of music, there's excitement, there is no more curse, no more fatigue. That What you've always hoped for is there. And so you don't have to worry about hope anymore. It's reality. But love, well, actually, this in this life, think of it like it's a preseason or a junior high uh, version, real love, true love, the agape love that you read about in the scriptures, which is giving 100% self sacrificial love, is now going to be realized in heaven. That is what we're learning about this. This is such an exciting uh, series as we see this. Now, one of the most popular, as a matter of fact, I don't have any doubt in telling you, the most popular response we had in any video that we have posted in TikTok, and I'm going to go over, and I'm going to read you, and you are more than welcome to go take a look at it if you go on to TikTok, and you can take a look at it here, and I'll give you the exact title on here, because I have it pinned at the top. This had to be the first month that I was in TikTok, and I had answered the question, do we go to heaven immediately when we die? As of right now, it has 490,000 views. 490.4 4, 490.4 thousand views. So we're almost at a half a million videos views on that. People just want to know. Christians want to know. Do we go to heaven immediately when we die? And it's so powerful to be able to get a comforting answer on here uh, whenever we look at this. The scriptures tell us in two places I can give you right now that are also within the, the video here. Paul gives us this truth. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6-8, through he tells you that this is his great desire and the desire of all Christians and what we can look forward to is being absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. One more time, he says, if you are absent from this body, you are present with the Lord. Now think about that. There's no limbo, there's no purgatory, there's no waiting time, there's no trying to earn, at post-life, trying to earn favor with God. You are absent from this body, you are present with the Lord. And this is a great comfort, especially when you see this. Now, I stood at the bedside, my family, we gathered around the bedside of my dear father-in-law, a wonderful Christian by the name of Robert Levesy on December 23rd of 2021 just as as I'm giving you this broadcast right now this wasn't even a month ago well a little bit more than a month ago that he breathed his last his heart stopped and we saw him enter into the glory of the Lord as I see the scriptures 2 Corinthians chapter 5 6 through 8 it says when he when Robert was absent from his body this Christian man who gave his life to Jesus Christ Okay? I'm not a universalist. Everybody that just says, well, I've lived the life I want, now God has to take me. That's just not so. That's not biblical at all. But the one who has made this possible, Jesus Christ, who is the only way, the truth, and the life, as we read about in John chapter 14, then Jesus himself fulfilled his promise to a Robert, as we see in the scriptures. And when Robert was absent from this earthly body, he was present with the Lord immediately. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 23, he basically says about the same thing. If I leave this life, I know I'll be in the presence of Jesus. And so that's a great comfort to know that there's not some waiting time going around. It is immediate. It seems like the Lord is really big into immediacy. In the book of Mark, suddenly, the word suddenly is used all through there, suddenly this and he moves this way quickly and then we read in first thessalonians chapter 4 about the taking of god's children jesus coming and taking them away and that word harpazo means a quick snatching away suddenly and quick in first corinthians chapter 15 says it'll be as quick as the blinking well really the twinkling of an eye light refracting off the eyeball moving that quickly we will be in immediate presence of the Lord, no waiting time. Boy, that was a highly viewed response, and it still is to this day. People are still wanting to know about that. When you come to Jesus Christ, you uh, and you've given your life over to Him. Your salvation is immediate. You've made this commitment. You don't have to wait for years to try to earn it. It is immediate as you have given your life to Christ. And then, when you pass from this life, you're immediately with the Lord in heaven. The Bible talks about three heavens. Now you're saying, wait a minute, are there different compartments? No, 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 no. But I want you to know this because in 2 Corinthians chapter twelve, Paul says, I went to the third heaven. What's he talking about? Well, it, it, in the, the time in the writing of the day, the Jewish nation would say this. There are really three heavens. The first heaven is the immediate atmosphere around the world, you know, clouds, birds, kites, etc. That's the that that's the first heaven. The second one is outer space jupiter asteroids comets that's there that's the second heaven the third heaven is the domain of yahweh it is god's headquarters god's home and so paul wants you to know when i was taken to heaven i just didn't go into the clouds or i didn't end up on the moon i went to where god is and john in revelation chapter 4 did the very same thing when he stepped out of this place he stepped over, and he was immediately in the throne, uh, in front of the throne of God, right there. And that was also even in his vision; it was immediate. We see quickly and immediately, and joyfully as well. And so that it brings a comfort to many a person in understanding when we leave this earth and we leave this body. Now, somebody kept uh, asking; uh, a number of people kept saying, "Well, I don't understand why would Jesus come back if we go to heaven immediately?" then why does Jesus have to come back in First Thessalonians chapter 4? That's because we left our shell behind. We left the body behind. Our soul went to heaven. Now, we didn't, we're not disembodied spirits up there. We're uh, recognizable in heaven, even as our soul. My brother passed away at the age of 56, passed away massive stroke, went immediately to be with the Lord. Now, his, the, his shell, his body is here on earth. As a matter of fact, he was cremated, and a lot of people say, well, cremation would negate that this is the God who created us out of dust, and my brother's uh, remains happen to be dust. I think when God created Adam, I think that he can do the same thing with my brother Bruce. There's no problem. A lot of people are very concerned about cremation being something that would be disallowed by the Lord. Well, there's no biblical principle that says that that's wrong, so you don't have to worry about that. But, as we're saying, people who die are in the present heaven right now, but when the beginning of the end times will start, there's what's called the harpazo, which uh, is also known in Latin as the rapture. That's the term we hear a lot. But harpazo is the Greek word. It's a quick snatching away and bringing all the children up to heaven uh, to be, and their resurrected bodies will join with their souls and they will have completeness then. And these bodies will be healed, the crippled will be healed. The cremated will be gathered back into full body form. Those who have had amputations or war has taken away a limb, those will be reconnected. The heart will beat perfectly. The mind will be receptive perfectly. And then we can truly say, like with Psalm 16, verse 11, in your presence, Lord, is fullness of joy. Couldn't be more happier than now that I'm with you. See, we're going home. We've got to get our bodies ready to go home. And so that would be there. so our bodies will join up. And then read about it, okay? The dead in Christ will rise first, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And then we will follow them in the air if we're alive at that time when Christ comes. It's called the rapture, all right? And so that's at the end times, and our bodies will be complete. Remember, Revelation chapter 21 and verse 5 says, Behold, I make all things new. Revelation chapter 22 and verse 3 says, And there's no more curse. You're not going to have a faulty heart. You're not going to have breathing problems. You're not going to deal with uh, any, any type of ailment or weight problem, too thin or too fat. Uh, you're not going to have uh, aching joints. As a matter of fact, when I think of all the things that will not be in heaven, that stuns me as well. As we said in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 4, no one will ever die. No one will ever have pain. No one will have depression. But you continue on. Think about this in a quick list. There will be no traffic jams, no dogs barking all night. As a matter of fact, no vicious dog attacks. People will not argue and fight. Communication will be clear. There will be no misunderstandings. People will not be impatient. People will not get jealous. And when you start thinking of all of these things that will be eliminated, and they're out of the building, and they're, they're gone, and the influence of Satan is gone, no more fatigue. Uh, No more depression, no more stressful deadlines, no more having to worry about the paycheck, meeting the needs and paying all the bills. Matter of fact, no bills. No problems with the plumbing, no problems with the heating, no problems having to repair a roof. It's God's buildings that are there. No need to worry about safety. You can walk the streets at any time. It's eternal day anyway. And so when we think of all these things, we're once again amazed at the magnificence of what God has prepared for those who love him. Hey, this is Brad, and I thank you so much for being with us on yet another podcast about heaven. We'll talk some more. God bless you. I'm with Zulon International Bible Institute. Hope you get a chance to talk uh, with us later on, or maybe visit our site at Zulon.org. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. God bless you. Take care, and Lord willing, we will talk very soon in our next podcast.